this episode of Setting the Standard. My name is Alyssa Wooten. I'm the personal finance content specialist for the Colorado Department of Education. And weekly, per usual, I'm here with my colleague Raymond Johnson, our mathematics specialist. How are you doing, Raymond? I'm doing pretty well, Alyssa. Uh, Things are going along and it's halfway through April and the school year is going to be over before we know it. It is wild. So this week was big for us in my household. Um, as some of our listeners know, I have a seventh grader. So she was CMAS testing this week and there were some tears, but there was triumph when she completed the test. And um, it was an extra long day of school, but you know, she was there in person. She was able to complete the test even after the stress. And now it's done and we can look forward to wrapping up the school year. Now remind me, as a seventh grader, did that make her a math tester or an ELA tester? Well, so this year they only did ELA for seventh graders. Right. I think I knew it was one in, or the other, but unless you opted in, it would not be both. Right. And in eighth grade, I think they did the math and literacy tests, but I didn't really expect this reaction from her. She was very disappointed that she couldn't do math or social studies or science. So she was saying, you know, oh, well, ELA is really challenging and I have to write three essays. And, you know, she's just thinking through how long would it take her to complete the tasks on on the test. And um, I think she was hoping to let her her mathematics skills shine a little bit and she's maybe not as comfortable with ELA. So it was just the situation. But I told her, you know, put your best foot forward, give it 100 percent, whatever happens, happens and we'll move forward. Right. It's just one of those years. (laughs) As, as a student myself, who was one of the unusual ones that really enjoyed taking standardized tests, I always appreciate hearing a story from any student who doesn't see it as all doom and gloom. Right. And so today we have a guest, Kristen Brown. Um, she's the director of the Office of Learning Support. So talking about CMAS and assessment um, for my seventh grader, it just makes me think about all the students out there who have had a very different experience this year in school and have maybe needed additional supports and interventions. And so um, as the director of the Office of Learning Supports, Dr. Brown led at the Colorado Department of Education um, one system serving whole child initiative, which is really great. And we've been lucky enough to have her for almost a year at the Colorado Department of Education, um, working with the multi-tier system of supports. And her team also put out the online academy that educators can access and do some mini modules on intervention and supporting students. So welcome to Setting the Standard Podcast, Kristen. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you both. It is exciting to be here. And I, if it's okay, I'm just going to jump into some things that are happening in our office that some of you might be interested in. Yes, we'd love to share any updates with our listeners. Um, also, I'm just curious to hear, you know, how has the school year been for you and, and being new to CDE with pretty broadly transitional year? I think a lot of us have pivoted quite a bit. I, I'm kind of interested to hear about some of the projects your office has been working on to support the field. So, yeah, feel free to share. And um, and hopefully we can have our listeners um, cue in on some information they can jump in and get involved. That would be great. Um, as your office has, has done, because we couldn't travel, we shifted gears. And um, we had meant to shift gears anyway, so having the time to really work on modules and a speaker series has been wonderful. So let me give you an overview 
just to let you know what our office does is we support school and district systems development for effective implementation of multi-tiered frameworks to improve academic and behavioral outcomes for all. So we're looking at the systems thinking and how that we can support in universal supports, um, tier two and tier three interventions. So um, one of the things that we're working on is a speaker series. We have a speaker come once a month and we will let you know where the link is in the notes page. Um, but we have a speaker coming on April 30th from 11 to 12 that's talking about response to intervention, RTI, um, within a multi-tiered systems of support. So this was a three-part series. And when you sign up, you'll get a Padlet, so you have access to the other presentations. Our speaker is um, Dr. Tim Lewis, who also um, leads the PBIS work for the nation. So he's amazing, and he's really, he's talked broadly and brought it down to the district and school. So I think you'll be in for a treat if you're able to join us. And then on May 14th, from 11 to 12, um, we will have Dr. Kent McIntosh, who wrote a book called Integrated Multi-Tiered Systems of Support. He also is amazing. He will be talking about leveraging existing systems to help pave the way to recovery. So really, um, how to restart classrooms and schools that include um, outreach for students, families, and educators. So those are ex exciting. And then I did want to give you an overview of, some of you might have heard that we have an online academy, um, the Colorado MTSS Online Academy, but it's much broader than that. We literally have teamed and partnered with other folks from other departments, as well as other offices in the Colorado Department of Education. And so let me tell you some, some of the offerings that we have. We have MTSS 101, um, team-driven shared leadership, database problem solving and decision making, family, school, and community partnering, which is really exciting because we also have a module on parent involvement and IEPs, layered continuum of supports, evidence-based practices, Implementation science, we have two modules on that. Response to intervention, we also have two modules on that. Universal design for learning, which we're very excited about. We are also working with two different departments on MTSS and suicide prevention, um, which will come out probably in May. And then we are also introducing social emotional wellness module that's coming out. And Alyssa and Raymond, what's great about the online academy is that you can go in just as a guest and watch these and you don't, you know, they're 10 minutes long with the processing guide and just whatever topic that you're interested in, or you can register and actually get credits. And so we really it's geared towards many different audiences, but teachers who are needing those hours, those legislative mandated hours, can easily go in and register and get credits. And we are uploading new modules all the time.
a new sweep will come in in May. So that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, I think that's so great um, because we've had the challenge, I think, all year of kind of hearing from the field and, and getting um, you know, requests from school districts and district leaders. And there have been just so many ways that districts have needed support. And a lot of the modules that you were just mentioning um, that are up on the Moodle and the online academy, those, it's just so many of the same topics that we've heard districts request that they need support and they need help with. So it's great that you all have that turnkey um, self-paced information that that school leaders and educators can go in and access. So with the modules, I know our office has created some modules for standards implementation, and it was a pretty comprehensive course. I think there were maybe 16 you know, lessons involved. But I think with the online academy, something important to point out is that your modules are pretty short and they're kind of bite-sized. Um, so what's the average length of the modules and, and kind of the time commitment that people would um, engage in if they jump onto the modules and participate in the online academy? That's a great question. So we did research actually on what's digestible. And so the the videos themselves that are part of the module are 10 minutes long. And so it'll give you a definition and it is it's lesson built upon lesson. So for example, implementation science, you'll start there and it's a deeper dive every time that you go back and watch another module. And then with that, we have a processing guide that could take anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour, depending on if it's just you or if you're sharing the module with the team, you could work out different activities. And then also we have three to five resources, the top resources in each of these categories for teachers and educators and families to dive into. Um, a lot of them are toolkits, which are very beneficial. So yeah, thank you for asking. One thing I really appreciate about the structure of that is, you know, like I'm a math specialist, Alyssa's a financial literacy specialist. In our worlds, we're sort of expected to dive into the deep end of the pool and gain all the knowledge and expertise and then help other people as necessary. But when we're talking about MTSS, by definition, it can't be one person. It's got to be a system of people that tackle this. And so no one person can have all the information. And so you need training opportunities where everyone can at least jump in and get a little to get them started and then more as they need it. Because I don't see how MTSS works if you just have the one MTSS coordinator that knows everything and then no one else worries about it. Well, and Raymond, that that's a good point. So how that we created these modules is that, A, you could use it with the team to introduce a topic and honestly clarify definitions that you're all on the same page of what the definition is of the different topic area. But you could also use it individually, and I will tell you, as you both know, because we're working with your office, um, we will be increasing this online academy, um, really focusing on the supports part of multi-tiered systems of support. So there's systems thinking, but there's also social-emotional wellness modules, there's the parent involvement with IEPs, and expect more because we have other offices that that are going to offer information. 
I am really excited and it's taken a while for the MTSS suicide prevention modules and there will be five which come at that topic at different levels. So some, one of the modules is directed towards districts. One is directed towards schools and teachers. So I think if, if folks keep going back and looking at what's, what's there would be great. So Kristen, you mentioned too that our offices have been collaborating a bit together and working on, you know, supporting different aspects and elements of education. So um, what has your experience been? I'm, I'm just curious since you're newer to the Department of Education in Colorado and, and you've worked for um, the California Department of Education, just in reaction to this year and the pandemic and how things have just shifted and pivoted so much, what has been your experience or maybe some of your key takeaways and just how the department has been collaborating and working together to support the field? That's a great question. And I will tell you um, my last three years at the California Department of Education, I worked with the chief deputy and directors on creating a whole child resource map. So curating resources where it was accessible and I mean, while that it was very timely, who knew how timely it would be going into a pandemic. So when I started here a year ago, I literally saw my staff once. <laughs> Other than that, it's been online and I know we all are navigating what this looks like, but the next step was to really partner and collaborate with other offices and that has been amazing. So I will tell you that keep coming back and looking at the modules that we have on the online academy because they are growing. We're working with um, dropout and student engagement. We'll be looking at modules there. We're also looking at um, us creating a symposium in the fall with a couple of different offices. We really want to lessen the burden um, for teachers and principals and admins and parents where it's more accessible and we're really combining our efforts of other offices to offer training and, and other things. It has been a wonderful experience of people really coming together. We're working on a um, COVID learning acceleration toolkits. So there's a lot of things coming down the pike that are really exciting. And I, I think that this podcast is an, a good example of that, of us teaming and working together. Yeah, we're certainly using it as an opportunity to talk to and meet some people in the department that we, you know, we might see them in a webinar or like the COVID learning impacts group that, you know, Kristen and I, we've worked a little bit together there. And before that, I didn't have much of a reason to, uh, or really I didn't have many opportunities to come across you or the OLS team, the Office of Learning Supports, where we were. I just thought of that as like, well, that's the office like one floor down. But now in virtual spaces, we seem to be figuratively on the same floor. And then in our actual office arrangement, we made a move last summer that we haven't been able to take advantage of, but we will literally be on the same floor of a building when some time when we, when we go back. And that just opens up more opportunities for us to all work together. Absolutely. Yeah, it has been so interesting this year because I do feel like I've connected with more people from other offices within the Department of Ed in Colorado. And um, we've collaborated quite a bit on these big 
you know, high level thinking projects to support the field in general and provide guidance and support. But it's funny because I feel like our team, you know, before we were working remotely, we were just constantly together, you know, face to face working and collaborating in meetings. And it has been a big shift to to maybe shift our mindset to thinking we can still collaborate even if we're just on a screen. But it has been really nice to get to know people virtually. You know, we haven't met in person, but I feel like it's been great collaborating with you throughout the year, Kristen. And of course, Raymond, you know, doing the podcast. I almost feel like this is easier for us to do remotely, um, you know, rather than finding a central location to meet at and all record together. But everyone's accustomed to staring at the screen and talking to a microphone at this point. We're used to it now. <laughs> but but these opportunities do allow us to respond better to the field. So I have been really fascinated by the number of requests I've gotten this spring alone from districts asking about interventions in mathematics. And that's where sometimes you realize that the Colorado Department of Education is not organized to solve every problem at once. Like the way we you know, if you just follow the branches of the organizational chart, you can fall into the content experts in the standards and instructional support office, or you can fall into systems of supports in the office of learning support. So I am not the system and intervention specialist, but the people in OLS are not the math specialists. So that signals to me that there's problems in the field that we're only going to help them solve the more we work together. Right. Absolutely. Well, Kristen, with that, thank you so much for being on with us on the Setting the Standard podcast today. Um, I did want to give you the opportunity um, if there was any upcoming dates. I know you shared a couple about your speaker series and um, the online academy is available at all times um, since it's self-guided for participants um, to use those resources. But is there anything else you'd like to share with the field or any parting thoughts um, before we wrap up today? Well, I would only ask that perhaps I can come back at a later date or one of my colleagues can to talk about the symposium that we're planning um, in the fall, probably in mid-September. And it'll be a, a couple of different offices, including um, school climate and condition, um, the dropout and student engagement office, um, uh, health and wellness office. So I think it'll be really exciting. Yeah. And yet just another opportunity for our department to collaborate to build stronger supports for the field. So thanks for organizing that. And we'll most definitely have you back on so we can share some more details with the field and anybody who'd like to participate in the symposium in October. September. 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 Oh, in September. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for um, letting me come and visit with you, Alyssa and Raymond. It was great having you on. It was wonderful having you. And thanks to our listeners for tuning into this episode of Setting the Standard. Raymond and I from the Standard and Instructional Support Office put out episodes on a weekly basis on Mondays. So if you'd like to hear updates and news from CDE or hear what's going on in the field of education in Colorado, feel free to tune in each week and don't forget to subscribe. Thanks so much. And you'll hear us next week. 